life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Welcome. I'm your host, Julian Mosbeckman, and this is Change Our Radar Ready, Your Future, Your Choice. I love when I get out of the office. It makes me feel so much better. I can breathe. You know how when you get kind of stale in your office and you do work there and you love it, but yet it's fun to be out on the road meeting new people and doing new experiences. Well, like I've been told, talking about the last couple of weeks, I am doing my big event tonight, April 3rd, um, here at the Hilton Amis Gallery in Chicago River North. The fun thing about it is that I'm excited because I've decided to bring Erica Hilton on as my guest this week to talk about everything contemporary art and all that she's got going on in her life. But let me remind you before we talk to Erica that we are having our event this evening. You are welcome if you're in the Chicago area or the surrounding area. My event with John Mulder and Erica Hilton, John Mulder, the jazz musician here in Chicago, is very well known and all over the world for working with the best jazz musicians. And Erica Hilton, who is the curator of Erica's gallery here in Chicago at River North, but she's also going to show some of her own artwork this evening and paintings. It's going to be a glorious night. We're going to talk about intuition and spirituality and how we transform that energy that we're all able to tap into into creative works of art that are individualized. And we're going to have it emceed by Elizabeth Alfano here in Chicago. So, Erica, welcome. Hi, hi, Jillian. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for hosting this incredible event that we're having tonight. We're sitting in the gallery, just enjoying and getting ready and scurrying around like little ants, getting everything ready between the lovely food and the art. Tell us what's going on at the gallery right now and what we can expect tonight at the event. Well, this is going to be a really wonderful event. Um, the the um, event is called Triumvirate, and Elizabeth Alfano from Cyrano Art, the Dinner Party, who has her own show actually here in Chicago, um, where she interviews artists, musicians, poets, um, anyone who's in the creative field. And she's going to be interviewing the three of us, John Mulder, who is one of the finest jazz guitarists in the country. He's played with Kurt Elling. He plays at the Green Mill. He's played all over the world. Um, he's played, at, I think, in, in China, in the Forgotten City, and he's, he's played at the Acropolis. And he's an amazing Chicago celebrity, and he's going to be here this evening. He's going to, uh, I think he's going to play some of his uh, new works a little bit, and he's going to talk about his creative process. And then we're going to have Jillian Moss Bachman, which I'm really excited about. And <laughs> Thank Jillian, you very I hope much. you're going to talk about your new book. Um, 
your, your previous book, your new book, everything that you're doing. And I guess I'm one of the guests too. I'm so excited. And I'll be talking about my work and my new book that's coming up, uh, my, my show that's coming up in Brussels in Belgium. Um, and so it's going to be a nice evening. We'll have lots of food, wine, um, beautiful guests. And it'll be interactive. People will be able to ask questions. And it's just a conversation between us. It's very informal. And very intimate. You know, I was talking to John, <coughs> excuse me, this week. And he said he's never done an event like this where he actually kind of does an MTV wannabe kind of unplugged thing where he's going to be talking about how he comes about getting the musical notes and the sound and the pre-work he does before the end product. And he's, and he's excited because it's a small, intimate setting. We're going to be able to be very close to one another. And I think we're going to rebound all three of us. So I, the plan is, <coughs> excuse me, the plan is that we're going to talk all three of us by ourselves. And then at the end, we're going to talk about how other people can add to that process. Right, Erica? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a really good conversation. And I think that the unifying factor in this is intuition, spirituality, and how the creative process comes about and it manifests in all of our works, whether it's music, painting, writing, poetry. And um, I, I think it's going to give people an in-depth, intimate access um, to that. I agree. I mean, when you look around, and I'm looking at all the exquisite art in, around me on the walls, you don't see the background that it takes to get to where it's at on the walls. And I think people need to hear, everybody loves to hear people's stories of how they got there. And a lot of times, if you've ever been around artists, which I have, their tendency is to be more introvert. So they actually go into a process, I can say for myself, that I go in an inward process and really connect with that intuitive source for the written word in the radio program that I do. But I think it really needs to be said because I believe everybody has the ability, Erica, to have a created artist inside themselves. And I'm beginning to realize that spirit, the spirit of ourselves, needs to connect with some kind of creative outlet like that. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. Everyone has it. And, and you know, it's an interesting um, process. It's an interesting um, experience because, say, when I paint and, and I, I, I have a painting, I paint it for myself. I, I have a reason that I, I want to express something on canvas. And it has a lot to do with my own um, my own being, who I am, what it is that I'm trying to convey. And then when it touches someone else, say my collector, all of a sudden we have this connection between us. And it's interesting the connections that I, I've, um, I found just, just by my paintings alone. The people who are drawn to my works are the people who are very much the type of person I want to be friends with. And it's, it's an interesting circle of how it goes around. Um, 
the ones like I have, I have many collectors who buy my paintings because they want to meditate on them. And then we get into what the meaning of it is and what, what, you know, what I'm trying to convey. And it's about the human interconnectedness with the universe. And, you know, for me, that's like the greatest compliment. I can't imagine um, not doing this. Now, when I first started, I'll tell you, it was very, very difficult. I was an introvert. I was afraid to show my paintings to people. I was afraid that I would be judged. Um, I, I, I thought I was afraid that people wouldn't like them. And it was just for me in the beginning. And then people would come over and they would see my work. So, you know, I was painting in my house. I wasn't in a studio. And little by little, whether when it, when it started from friends, friends coming in and saying, oh, my God, I love this. You know, I want this. And then they would buy it. And that's an interesting validation of when someone makes that, that offer to purchase the painting, gives money for it, there's a spirituality to it. And I always tell people, you know, so many people have so many different um, ideas about what money really is. And for me, it's a very spiritual thing to be able to create something and to be able to live and, you know, make my livelihood from something that is my passion. And that spirituality, and, and I don't want to overuse that word because I, I think, you know, Jillian, tell me, you know, what do you, you know, the definition of spirituality is maybe different for everyone. Well, you know, um, and in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about spiritual trends and how that word has become so mainstream, Erica. And you're right, it mm-hmm. is overworked. And that's why I didn't use the word in the title of the presentation this evening, because spirituality is bigger. It's more of an expression of self, expression of art, and who they are. And when I was putting the panel together, you know, I really thought about it. I wanted to touch upon all different elements of what's out there. So I wanted to bring the sound element together because some people experience their own awakening and spirituality and that oneness with themselves through sound. Other people like to read. Other people like written words. They like to read the books. They like the poetry. And they connect to something inside themselves through the written word, which is more wood and the element of wind. And then I wanted to bring you in, one, because I love your art, and two, because it's a visual for people. And as we know, 80% of the world sees the world through their visual eye. So I thought if we had all three expressions together, it would come and culminate on something that would shake people up just by being in the presence of it. Because I think we get in the habit of looking at spirituality or the spirit of ourselves in one way, whether that's yeah, going one-dimensional. to a one-dimensional, and yes, as you yes. and I have learned, it's all different levels, and you never know mm. what's going to spark a person to find something to connect themselves to the next person beside them. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. It, it reminds me, actually, of string theory. I don't know if you know much about um, physics and, and 
um, yes. in different dimensions. And string theory is um, it tells us that there are really more dimensions in this world than just the dimension that we know. Ten dimensions, and then the eleventh dimension is time. And so I like that you said that, the about spirituality because again and I and when I was saying the words I was feeling oh god I shouldn't be um, overusing that word um, because you're right there's so many dimensions to everything that we do and there's so many different ways to arrive at the satisfaction that we have in life and to me that's really what it is it's about doing something that makes you so happy so joyful that that's the end result, to be in the state of love and joy and um, euphoria, in a sense, like a, the spirit of ecstasy. Um, that's actually, the spirit of ecstasy is actually a, um, a series that I'm doing. And it came about from the Rolls-Royce hood ornament. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every yeah. time I hear you say that, Erica, it makes me go, go, not in a, not in a bad way. It's just like that's what we want people to get tonight is that you never know where the inspiration of your own artistry will come from. And so everyone has to look through a creative eye at what's coming at them. So explain for everybody about the hood <laughs> ornament. You can't just throw that out there, my dear, and not go into that. Well, you know, I, I fell in love with this statue of a woman whose arms are stretched back and they look like wings. She's wearing this, this gossamer dress. No, this is, this is a silver ornament, so it's, it's metal. Um, but you can tell the way that the, the artist created it. It's like this, this thin, sheer fabric that's, that's flowing back like wings. And her face looks like she's in ecstasy. And it was a sculpture that was done, oh, my God, 19, oh, a little 14, something like that, 1915. Oh, before that, actually, because um, it was taken from a real woman who was the model, and she was in love with an aristocrat um, who couldn't marry her because she wasn't in the same class. And he ended up marrying someone else, but he loved her very much. And they oh. were, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really lovely story. It's a love story. And so the sculpture was made of this beautiful woman. Her name is Eleanor. And she ended up dying in World War II, 1914. They were on a, a ship, and it was torpedoed. Um, by a German U-boat, and she ended up not making it. But her spirit lived on, and she became the spirit of ecstasy. All that we, for me, when I look at her, and I think this is how I want to feel. I want to feel like I'm flying in the wind, and the sun is shining on my face, and I feel... I want to express that. I want to convey that. And so I started writing this this. I don't know, just this little write-up it started out about the spirit of ecstasy, the true meaning of wealth. And it turned out to be about wealth in every aspect of your life, not just money. You know, it came from Rolls-Royce, which is the epitome of wealth, right? Right. And it was about what is true wealth 
how can we express that in our lives? Is it just money? We work and work and work and we make lots and lots of money and then what? What is that money without good health? What is it without having love in your life? Having a happy family, children, um, a joyful career, so many different aspects. You know, aging gracefully about how we come to terms with the time that we spend on this earth. Now, when we're in our 20s, we feel differently, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, to 100. And how do we live our life so gracefully and, and fluidly where we feel that there's a reason for us to be here on this earth and that it's a good reason and that as we walk along our path, that we leave something good behind and that everyone we touch, we touch with a good energy, that we leave them with a good feeling. We don't take from them. You know, we, we, we don't allow toxic energy to enter our lives, but what we do is we bring good energy. We bring sunshine and joy to people, and we don't even have to do anything to them for them. All we have to do is be. And as we are, as we're still within ourselves, and this is how I feel and this is what I try to convey in my my paintings and poetry, that we're doing something good for the world. We're making the world a better place for having been here. And I think that's what that spirit of ecstasy, and that's where it came from, the world's voice and, and the true meaning of it. And I know so many people who are, on both sides of the fence. They're very, very wealthy, and they're the most amazing people I know. And I know people who aren't very wealthy financially, but they're wealthy in every other way. And, and I see that their lives, the, the, the money comes. I think that's what it is. As you have all these different, yeah. Yeah, and so that's, that's where the spirit of ecstasy came from. That's a good story. <laughs> I like answer that your story. Question. Yeah, you know, in the spirit world, the word that everybody uses that's overword used now is the word abundance, you know, and I think we are so afraid to use the word wealth because we have this idea in our head that it means just about money, but I like right. the idea and the suggestion that you brought forth that word of wealth, and we shouldn't be ashamed of it, we shouldn't be afraid of it, and look at the deeper meaning behind that word instead of the spirit word that you hear all the time now, which is abundance. So if you really strip it away, abundance is overused, but do, does it capture what we're really trying to say in the essence of the word wealth? And I think I want to take that to the next level, which is why I picked the word triumphant. You know, I mean, uh, the word tonight is because it means the power of three. Mm. And there's wealth and abundance and spirituality in the, in the element of three. And that's how I came upon the word because I wanted to convey, if you know the word, it actually means power. And so power in the elements of three is like wealth. And so I like your book concept. When is that coming out? I know you're working on it diligently. 
Well, I'm working on two books, actually. Um, and that's one, what I thought. Yeah, yeah. That one is coming. Um, that one will probably be ready in about two or three months. The one I have wow. right now is called Luminism Revisited. And it's really about my artwork and my painting. Um, it's not as philosophical as the um, Spirit of Ecstasy, the True Meaning of Wealth. That one is going to be a little more in-depth. And that's a show that I'm going to be doing. Um, the Luminism Revisited is more of a catalog of my work. And it's about my, um, hmm, how can I put it? It's about where my painting came from and where it was born from as far as art history, um, the technical aspect of my art, why I paint, uh, the scenes that I paint, the universe scenes, the stars, the water. Um, and it came actually from the luminists. I don't know if you know much about in art history. There was the Hudson River School, and that was in the 1800s, um, Albert Bierstadt and... Oh, God, Thomas Moran. There were, there were quite a few artists who were in the Hudson River School. And they painted these grand landscapes. Um, they were majestic. And it was always with this beautiful light and these mountains and water and everything was shimmering. And they were influenced by my number one favorite artist of all time, uh, J.M.W. Turner, who is from the European Romantic School. And he was actually, a lot of people don't know this, Turner, Turner is one of the greatest artists who ever lived, but he was one of the first abstract painters. And he could paint perfectly realistic representational paintings, both watercolor, oils. Um, but he also knew, and he was pre-impressionist, he could reduce the image to its essence. And he's considered one of the first abstract painters. And I find that my work, I, I'm, I'm not academic. I, I didn't go to school and get my master in fine arts um, to become a painter. Mine was more organic. And I began painting. And after I started painting the, the scenes that I was painting, one day I was looking through some art history books and I saw Turner's work and I went, oh my God, this is, this is, what, this is how I feel. And this is where my work is, is derived from. And I didn't realize it. And it's, it's the same thing with my poetry too. Um, you know, I didn't get my degree in poetry or literature. And I was writing my poetry and afterwards I realized it was very much like Pablo Neruda or Rilke um, and Rumi, the, the 13th century Sufi mystic poet, um, that is, again, their works are about the interconnectedness between the human being and the universe. And there's something to their work that's larger than life to me. And that was where I felt that I had to do, I had to write these poems. I had to paint these paintings because that's all I know. I don't know how else to express myself. And um, so this book, Luminism Revisited, is about my work and about luminism and the luminists. And, uh, and that should be ready in a couple of weeks, I'm hoping. I will let you know. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. We'll yeah, have to have you back on. It's just in the editing process. It's going, 
Yeah, it's going to my publisher in New York, and um, I'm hoping that uh, we'll have it all ready in about two to three weeks. Oh, that's going to be an exciting book to read. We're almost finished, but I want to say one thing about your art. I'm always impressed with art that's generational. And a lot of the things that Erica has here at the gallery in River North in Chicago, there's a lot of things that can be used for adults. But the one thing that I love about Erica's paintings that she's doing, they would be wonderful in a young adult's room, a child's room. They're stars, they're they're bright, they're luminous, as she said, and there's just an essence to them that I really believe children and young adults would connect to. So I really believe it's a good beginning and an introduction to bring the next generation into art. I'm always concerned, and, and my passion has always been in that area, that we don't keep continuing on to bring in generations. So if you're looking for a piece that will speak to a child, plus give them good energy in the room, loving, calm, peaceful, abundant, and wealth art in the room that will bring down that energy, you need one of Erica Hilton's pieces. Erica, we're almost finished. Let's tell everybody about tonight one more time. I've named it the Triumphant Expression of Three with John Mulder, a famous jazz musician, myself as the writer, and Erica Hilton as the painter and curator, and Elizabeth Alfano as the moderator for the evening. It's from 6.30 to 8. Please come by, say hi. You can ask us any questions. We'll be available at Erica's beautiful space. And what's that address, Erica? Okay, it's Hilton Osmus Contemporary. We're at 716 North Wells. And um, it's Wells Street is between Huron and Superior. And we're next to the Boarding House, which is a wonderful restaurant, and Prosecco, which is a wonderful Italian restaurant. And... Um, yeah, please come by. We would love to have you. I, I want to just say one thing, Jillian. Um, I, want, I want to end my part here with, with a little statement by a poet, William Wordsworth. And he sums this all up, and I think this is what you and I are talking about, um, that poetry should be the spontaneous overflow of powerful feelings. And that's what I believe painting should be. I think it should be powerful overflow of powerful, or the spontaneous overflow of powerful feelings. And when we come back to all those words that we were trying to define, I think for me it's really just about that passion and feeling. And I think that's what's going to happen tonight. It's going to be a very passionate evening. Um, I, I know the people so. who are going to be coming. Yeah, yeah. So we look forward <laughs> to having all of you. Yeah, and if well, you need any more you. information... Yeah, thank you so much, Jillian. Thank you for having well, me on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, I love talking to you, Erica, because you have such gracious things to share, everyone. And if you can't make it tonight, her gallery is open all the time. Look on her website and look for the hours. And if you can't, you need to make an appointment, please feel free to do so. But I would love to see as many of you here tonight 
we're going to be available to talk, and John's going to be playing some music. It's going to be a delightful, different evening, and it's free. So and thank you, Erica. And we do have lots of good food, some of your favorites, some of my favorites, some of everyone's yeah. favorites. So I will see you next week, the same place, same time. But remember, between now and then, change doesn't have to be necessary, but it is special to grow. I'll see you change already with Jillian, same place, same time. Radio. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already. <laughs>